0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And today we are going to be discussing Stack Blitz. I know y'all have heard about Stack Blitz out there, but if you haven't, you should check it out. Um, Pretty awesome tool. And we're going to get into it and and discuss with the creators of it. It Should be pretty awesome. So let's get at it. Uh, Our panelists today, we've got Alyssa with us. Alyssa, what is going on?
1: Hey, guys. Glad to be here.
0: Hey. We got Austin with us. Austin.
2: How's it going, everyone? Today, yesterday, it snowed in Texas.
0: That I was, was like, amazing. Oh my gosh. Like, not just in Texas, though, right? In South Texas, right? Exactly. Yes.
1: Is it still there or did it all melt?
0: It melted.
3: It melted.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. We got Bonnie. Bonnie, what's going on?
3: Yeehaw. Yeah, everybody has hats, and so I felt like I needed a hat because I didn't want to be left out, but this is, like, my only – but it's not actually I a joke hat. Those. It's a real hat. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm Bonnie. You guys know me. Uh, Ng Houston, of Ng Houston fame. I feel like it's about time to, like, I feel like I, I could say of Ng Houston fame, at least within the Angular community. It's, like, a thing. Oh, I, yeah. I meet people, like, on other continents now that know who I am. Or, no, they don't know who I am, but they know Ng Houston, so it's pretty exciting.
0: Heck yeah, Angie Houston's a big know. famous show with, with giant guessing. <laughs> I don't know right? about
3: that. Let's not go that far. But I'm a, I'm I'm super excited about the blitz thing, so I'm glad to be here today.
0: Awesome, we got Mike with us as well. Mike, what's going on?
4: Uh, not too much. Uh, sad that I had to wait till Friday for a show, but happy to be doing the show this week.
0: Yeah, we got the Friday show adjusted because uh, I was out of town earlier this week. So we really appreciate uh, our guests being able to come here on a Friday. Normally we're on a Tuesday. Uh, speaking of our guest. We have Eric and Albert with us. Uh, how's it going? Hey, hey. Uh, it's going
5: well. Um, awesome. So, yeah, uh, we're the creators of, uh, of Stack Blitz. And for our, our day job, we're the co founders of Thinkster.io, which is a site where you can go and learn about full stack development. Uh, we primarily focus on Angular with uh, a whole bunch of different backends like Node and Django and Rails and whatnot. Um, yeah,
0: we're excited to be on here. Awesome! Well, we're stoked you came on, uh, and we're super stoked about this tool. And and uh, man, it's a uh, it's blowing up on the scene. What's uh why, why don't you tell everybody first about what StackBlitz is and and what's trying to solve something like that?
5: Yeah, sure. Um, so we originally started working on StackBlitz almost like exactly a year ago, right? Yeah. And uh, it really came from two pain points that we saw uh, from the the folks that we teach on Thinkster and our own, which is that. Local dev environments are a huge pain to set up. That's that was really the first and foremost. And it, for us, when we want to go and prototype a new app, you know, we have a great idea. We just want to, you know, bang out some code real quick. Uh, Setting a local environment is often just it, it takes a lot of time and sometimes it just, longer than building the actual
4: prototype. <laughs> yeah,
5: so it's like it just gets in the way. Just huge buzzkill, right? Uh, the second problem is that it's just riddled with traps. You run into all these different bugs that, that happen in the local environment. Um, and so you know for, for developers that have a decent amount of experience, this is just more of a nuisance. But for junior developers or folks who are just starting to learn a new framework, for example, this is a huge, huge problem. And it's super frustrating because they often can't discern whats am I doing something wrong in with Angular or is is this like something under the hood with webpack or whatever have you? So it really impedes the learning process of learners. Uh, and so we ended up thinking, uh, you know, this code that we run locally for these dev tools is written in JavaScript, right? Like, can't we just copy pasta that into the browser and you know, it should work, right? Uh, and so after, after a good amount of some R and D we did, uh, we ended up figuring out like it was possible, it's just gonna be ludicrously difficult to do. And so Albert and I, <laughs> a little backstory: we grew up down the street from each other in Chicago. He and I have been building software together since we were like 13 or something. And, and we're, we're a sucker for a good challenge. Um, so we spent six months of our lives going and, and digging in and seeing if we could create an online environment that used a lot of you know, the pieces of the, the stuff that runs locally. Um, and so anyway, so long story short, StackBlitz, you can come here and in one click, you can create an environment for Angular, React Ionic, uh, more coming soon, and within two seconds, three seconds maybe, your project's up and running. You can type, you know, you can change the code, uh, hot reloads automatically. So it's like a fully fledged environment in your browser.
2: So there's a lot of other tools out there that kind of solve this similar problem. What drove you
5: guys to kind of make your own? Um, I think there's there's probably. Uh, Probably best described as like two classes of categories that that solve this problem. One is sites like Codepen or JS Fiddle, like you know, very uh, focused, you know kind of single file sort of environments where you can hammer on code. Um, they they might have transforms for Babel or TypeScript or whatever have you. The problem with those is that they they, uh, to my knowledge, none of them ship with native npm support. You have to like go and find the umd file on on package or whatever and like slap it in there and then get it from the global like that whole that whole whole ordeal um but it's also it doesn't have multi-file support right it's not an actual dev environment it's 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 a fiddle it's a pen right so that that didn't really solve the the use case we were looking forward to well the other side of it is that there's a handful of services out there that do everything server side they basically run a vm out in the cloud and to date that's that's been where a lot of the momentum has been for being able to uh, run the stuff like quote unquote directly in a browser, but it's not actually running in the browser. And it sounds like a great idea, but the problem is that the latency is just brutal to these VMs. So it's it's just as slow as your dev environment locally, <clears throat> but also oftentimes even slower because you're dealing with the latency. So it ends up being uh, just as bad of the solution most of the time. And so uh, that's how we ended up you know that—that's why that—that was the primary reason we started going down this path is that there really didn't seem to be anything that addressed the concerns around speed um, and around the robust actual local dev environment experience. And so that's that's kind of the gap that, that we're trying to fill the stack with
2: Stackblitz. So you said something interesting there. I actually thought you guys were doing a VM <laughs> in the <No>. background. <laughs> so everything is in the browser. Like you're oh. running an npm in your
5: browser. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much all of the computationally heavy stuff happens directly, like in your web browser, right? So, like if you kick off the network tab, or sorry, not the tab, if you kick off network, like, you know you kill your Wi-Fi or whatever, right? Stackblitz will still work. You can still refresh your preview frame, and it'll rebundle. And you can still do hot reloading. All that stuff still works if you're off- offline because it's all being done in the browser, like the serving, the bundling, hot reloading, all of that stuff. <coughs> Um, and one of the things that we, in, in the terms of NPM, one of the things that we just announced this past week was this NPM client called Turbo. And this is, we, we originally rolled out StackBlitz uh, uh, four months ago with a, uh, a version of Turbo that was maybe 1.5x faster than what NPM and Yarn could do locally. But over the past couple of months, we've just learned like a ton about how to do all this sort of stuff efficiently in a browser. And we were able to get the speed of installs to be five times faster than your local environment normally can do uh, package installations. Um, so it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of mind blowing that a browser is actually better suited for <laughs> installing packages than your local environment, right? Um, but uh, how
2: does that work? How, tell us how that works. Like I am just like. I just want to know it all.
0: Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Maybe before you talk about that, can you talk about explain oh. this whole npm thing? Um, and like, you know, if we if we think about Plunker for say, right, and we say we we want to have these dependencies in our little Plunker um, setup, we've got to kind of do that from a list, and that's different in StackBlitz, right? Um, of how you bring those in. So, can you talk about that a little bit, and then we can talk about the power of that.
5: Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not entirely familiar with exactly how. Uh, Jeff did the dependency stuff on Plunker. I think it, he was, I, just about everyone to date points at UMD distribution files that all of these libraries and, and frameworks put out there, are a, lot, a good number of them at least. There's some that don't. Um, the problem is that you have to go and hunt that stuff down yourself and you have to bring that and um, and, and you can't just say, okay, import angular from at angular slash core or whatever right or i guess it would be import Angular, but you, you get what i'm saying um and the the reason being is that it's you're not actually using like an npm client it's you're not actually importing uh dependencies and so the the problem we had to solve is how do we take the core npm's core functionality or like the core use case it provides locally and make that work natively in a browser and five times faster than local. Like that's our bar across the, the board for stack blitz has always been, we want to be, you know, this has to be great for prototyping, right? It's Which means that it's gotta be faster than your local environment. And so we don't want it to be just a little bit faster. It's gotta be like five times faster. It's a pretty tall order uh, to be able to do that because that would be hard to even do just in a local environment. Um, but uh, but we've, we've figured out uh, on a lot of the key things that usually take up a lot of time, like installing packages, where normally you get up and get a cup of coffee after running npm install. Uh, being able to cut that time down, where it's it's ludicrously fast.
2: So, are all packages supported, or just you know just some packages?
5: Um, yeah, most most packages are supported. I, the ones that that are tough to support are ones that are, are pretty much impossible to support are ones that rely on. Node-specific APIs, like very, very, like things that are just are unfathomable to do inside of a web browser because they don't have actual local access. Um, that said, most of the stuff we use in front end never touches those sorts of dependencies, anyways.
0: And so from a user perspective, like if I'm going there, one of the things that's really cool with StackBlitz is that I can go in there and I can add packages by just typing in the package name the same way I would do in my package.json file. So it's really familiar to me and it's really quick for me as a user to add these dependencies to my StackBlitz project that I'm going on. And I think that's that's really cool.
5: Yeah, definitely. We we um, Yeah, this thing's a, a fully blown NPM client. Like this isn't just a... Uh, something that just, that just kind of works in the browser. Like this is this is kind of like the first take on what package managers might look like. With you know modules are starting to come back to the browser. You know like we you know back in the old day, we used to slap a script tag on the page for Angular, AngularJS. You know slap that on the page. That was how you install dependencies. You know and with script type modules, uh, you know there's been a lot of question. You know can we return to the simpler roots of web development? Um, and uh so actually, after we announced turbo, one of the core folks on NPM, ended up, uh, they reached out to us, and apparently they've been looking into doing something similar to this uh because they they see the direction that this stuff is moving um so we're yeah at some point it would be pretty awesome to see this the methodology we've used for turbo to actually end up getting used on local and you know. It kind of to bring us back to the old days to be able to just put a script tag on the page to get your dependencies. So,
0: Did did you, when you set out to build this tool, did you imagine that, or was this on the roadmap that you'd be creating these other type of solutions and, and this other things like Turbo and stuff? Or did this just kind of come naturally out of the things that you, you know, discovered as you started building this editor that you set out to build? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I mean,
5: ideally we wouldn't have had to build all this <laughs> stuff. You know, Um <laughs> Because uh, you know, we 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 just want to deliver the, the best development experience to to the the end user, you know. Um, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of not a lot of work that's been done in in making all this sort of stuff work in a browser. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've learned like way more about how these dev tools work under the hood than I ever wanted to know.
0: That's That's kind of always a story, right? Uh, But what's really cool is like to see these things that come out. I mean, and it happens so often in our industry that teams set out to build something, build A, right? And there's these tools that they need or these solutions they need to to implement A, and all of a sudden those become these their own awesome standalone things that solve these problems that they can share with, and that's really cool.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's been fun. I mean, it's I. I never would have been interested in this stuff before um but a lot of a lot of the stuff we're working on is is pretty cool and um we're excited to open source all of it uh and get it out there because i think they're it can definitely be used in a lot of other places not just on the web you know i think that a lot of this stuff uh would be very prudent to bring to local because i mean everyone always complains about how gigantic node modules is and for you know in in the instance of turbo you know, we see reductions in the size of node modules up to two orders of magnitude, which is just like almost unbelievable. Um, so, if we could bring that to local, uh, that'd be that'd be really sweet. You know, so
2: is there a Electron app in the future where I can just download StackBlitz Electron app and that's my dev environment?
5: I don't know. What do you think? <laughs>
2: That sounds like ideal, right? Like
5: <laughs> I, I wouldn't have to do
2: anything then. I could just download the Stacklets app, and
1: that's when you—that's when you say, "So, Austin, are you gonna build that?" Like-
5: <laughs> <laughs> we're looking for help. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's—it's. I can't. You know, you're, you're not the first person to to ask us about it, which was. Uh, I, I personally, I've been kind of surprised by it because our we were just thinking, you know, this is something that you know people like their local environment, you know. Um But a lot of people are are going, you know i compared to my local environment, I like this thing a lot more, so can you can you just bring this thing down and just blow out all the other stuff I currently use uh yeah, we'd love to you know we, I, we need to make it a little more robust, but uh, yeah, i mean what it's there's nothing technically preventing us from doing that, so
0: oh, come on, now we're already battling over webstorm and v s. code we're gonna throw another <laughs> edit- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, this is v s. code because it uses the code editor.
0: Very, very yeah, yeah. similar. So, uh, I want to talk about that too. But maybe before we do all of that, that's, uh, let's first mention where they can go to get this thing, right? Uh, StackBlitz.com, oh, yeah. right? And then maybe talk about a little bit about the features of, of what you can do as a you know, user coming in here, like things like um, versioning the code and sharing the code and stuff like that. Can we kind of go over that real quick? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's at StackBlitz.com.
5: Um, you can go there. Uh, you don't even have to sign up. One click on the homepage. there's Angular. Uh, React and Ionic. You click it within a couple seconds. You're going to be in an, a running environment. Um, actually, a couple seconds, not you know, not just oh the page loaded. We have to wait for this thing to finish doing its thing. It's like actually fully done. Um, and uh, so what you can do, it's again, it, it's it's really it feels and functions exactly like your local development environment. Uh, it's got VS Code's state of the art editing engine in it for uh, type auto completions. automatically pulls the types from your node module so you don't have to like do any crazy stuff to make that work it's just when you get installed new package just works like those types are available in your project now um you have like uh, go to file with command p or control p uh and uh, like format document um, all all the stuff that you use in like vs code is most of it's in uh in stack And once you're in StackBlitz, you can just start prototyping your application. It's got hot reloading. And every project has its own unique URL. So you can send that to your friends, to your mom, whoever. And it's always online. It's not throttled. Like, it doesn't go to sleep. It's always there for people to access. Uh, And just like a a normal local dev environment, you can export your projects. You can import other projects into it. Um, So for exporting, there's just a button at the top that says export. You click it. It downloads your current project to the Angular CLI formats. You can just start running it locally. And then if you want to take code you've written locally, like let's say you have a couple of files that have helper functions in them or something, uh, and you want to bring them into your project, all you have to do is just drag and drop them onto stablets. It's it's that easy. It just, boom, in the blink of an eye, imports those, and it's available. And you can start importing from those files and use them in, in your project.
2: And it'll make your toast for you, too. (laughs)
0: that's an upcoming release right so like if i was in the scenario where i wanted to bring this project down and work on it locally and then sync it back up and and kind of have that is there kind of a story for that other i mean you mentioned then dragging it back up there but is there any potential to be able to say like kind of sometimes i want to be working on it locally and just have it keep syncing up there totally
5: yeah yeah we're getting into our 2018 roadmap um (laughs) So uh, two things I think that that solve that are uh, first of all is complete integration with GitHub. Uh, so you just go in StackBlitz; it's tied to the same Git repo. If you make changes locally and commit them to GitHub, automatically get synced into StackBlitz. You'll be able to resolve uh, uh, conflicts and like the whole gambit, right? Open PRs, all that directly within StackBlitz. Like super super cool. Um, the other thing, which is uh, slightly related to what you're saying, but it probably worth mentioning here, is real-time collaborative editing. So if you have, you know, a lot of times when you have uh, this, this scenario where you wanna have changes you know, coming in is when you're working with other people. And in StackBlitz, you'll be able to actually be in the same environment and as the, the other person's typing, you're seeing their changes get hot reloaded and, and vice versa. Um, and it, it, basically like Google Docs, but for writing web applications. Um, which would be pretty
4: cool. Have, have you talked to the VS Code team? Because I know recently, in the last month or so, they announced the VS Code Live Share. Uh, to see if that would be an API that you'd be able to tap into, or yeah, I, you know, we haven't talked to them yet.
5: Uh, I we're not we're not quite sure exactly. We need I think uh, if it, if people if it makes sense for us to do it in the same way that they're doing it, we would definitely love to do it that way. Um, we, we're gonna spend some time, and actually, if anyone watching this has feedback on it, if they prefer to you know, see it done in the same standard as, as the VS Code with the same API, uh, we'd love to hear about that. Because it's something that we've actually been trying to figure out. Like, Are we actually going to create a stack but specific one, or is this going to be something that is backwards compatible with VS Code, or maybe both? Um, so have yeah. You of, out,
2: have you checked out Adam's editor? They're using WebRTC for their co-editing.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That, we, we like the idea of that. We like the idea of having a, a more peer-to-peer solution. Um, but uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't yeah we haven't come to any conclusions yet. Uh, just because we typically before we start writing even one line of code in stack what's itself, we go and do some pretty uh, rigorous research and prototyping and testing to make sure that whatever we're about to go throw our weight into because those are pretty big features to do. They're not not trivial to do uh, well at least. So we're we're gonna be spending a ton of time
0: making sure that. That it's the right path to go down. <laughs> so, uh, so right now, if a user logs in with GitHub, what is that providing them right now today with their GitHub login on StackBlitz? Um, right now, it's I think it's just mostly convenience.
5: <laughs> it's and in the future, you know, it allows us to create repos and sync them and, and that sort of stuff. But I mean, today, it's uh, it's strictly just like one click login and all of your projects are available, you know, it's synced to your account, um, or not to your GitHub account, excuse me, but it's like you know, tied to your account specifically. But we, we chose GitHub because we have intended on doing some deep integrations there.
0: Yeah, I love that concept of potentially being able to link that to a repo and have the repo load up into here. That's killer. Um, what about like Gist and stuff and the ability to take um, snippets of code and just save that to a Gist? Is that on the roadmap? Um. You know we've we've heard we've heard some
5: stuff kind of in, in that vein. Um, yeah, I think we might we might have something. We might have something. Uh, I'm not not entirely sure what exactly it would look like, but I think there's definitely a possibility of a just sort of system on StackBlitz kind of, but more tuned to like what StackBlitz uh, uh, typically provides with access to MPM and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, and then be able to you know take your code and then put it in a gist. I, yeah, I think that that would be super cool. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely something that 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 we're we're looking into.
1: So if people want to support you guys, whether it's financially or reporting bugs or even helping hacking away at it, um, do you have a place for them to go and do those kind of supports? Yeah. So if that... you have any
5: feedback for us or like like any bugs or issues that you run into on the, the site, we have a GitHub repo. Um, I think it's githubcom slash stack slash core. Um, and you can follow any issues there. And if you want to support us uh, right now, the best way to do that is through our things to pro subscription. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's our day. Yeah. Our day job again is, is uh, we, we teach people the codes for a living. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, we're, we're considering doing a Patreon for stack Blitz, but uh, we figured that we're actually going to do a course on how we build stack Blitz or how we're building it. And uh, we'd love to, because we want to give something back to, I mean, besides just stackless, we you know, giving some folks, something that, um, you know, would be interesting or educational. Uh, so yeah, if, if you go to thinkster.io and then click on pro, if you, uh, you know, jump on one of the subscriptions um, that goes directly to me and this guy. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
1: cool. Awesome.
2: It's really awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing this all for free too, because you're storing all that stuff. So like, that's got to add up after a while.
5: <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, honestly. I like the that was one of the key design requirements um, uh, behind the, the all the stuff, all the architectures uh, we've been building out is that it it needs to be uh, negligible in cost, even scaling to the size of millions of users. Because uh, again, your browser's doing all of the hard stuff here, so our back end is just pretty much just a. CRUD API, like just for persisting what you're like, the end result of what what your browser has done, we just like save that. And then when you like, you know, load a project, it just like, you know, sends that back out. And that's, that's for the most part, that's what our backend is doing. Although you're there, there's probably other things like, Oh no, yeah yeah. (laughs) Basically the backend is
4: just managing persistence of all the data and getting the data to the client. But yeah, the client is doing everything that's computationally intensive. Yeah, I Albert's, want Albert's. you guys to put, like
1: a, a, like, a support us, like, really tiny, like, 11-pixel, like, gray, <laughs> like, support us link on StackBlitz, like, because, honestly, as a developer, when I see really cool projects like this out there in the community, that's my first thought, is how do I keep this going? Because I know that, I just, I know how much work goes into it, and I, I'm just so grateful for cool projects like this. So, um, I don't know. I would love to see that, because I, <laughs> I feel like you would get more... Uh, I don't yeah. know, just like donations to keep you going or something. So. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, I
5: you're you're convincing me, you, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm not opposed to 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 you know, asking for money uh to, to help us do this. It does take up a lot of time. I mean we again we're suckers for a good challenge, so we uh we're more than happy to do it um, for intrinsic reasons. But uh yeah, you know, we've we've had a, a handful of folks ask, which is I mean it's, it's been delightful. I mean it's like you know having people be like hey can i give you money is is uh, i mean it's a really sweet thing for folks to offer and you know we really appreciate it it's not it.
3: sweet though eric we're not doing it to be nice it's because this thing that you guys <laughs> built is amazing and it's beautiful and it's fast and it's got this really nice interface and it's helping a lot of people there's nothing nice about it it's
5: just, <laughs> i mean selfish strictly pragmatic reasons you know what i mean it's no yeah. no i no, i appreciate it i mean it's uh seriously i mean we appreciate the kind words um yeah i mean we've we we've worked super is this, this has been the, the, by far the hardest thing i've ever worked on in my life from uh, engineering and i mean all aspects um so yeah i mean it's 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 it's, it's a delight to hear that that folks like what we've done. It's the dream come yeah. true. <laughs> and I, think
0: head, to- <laughs> I think it's very apparent. I think it's very apparent to everybody out there, like this is a massive undertaking for the, the two of you to build a system like this is really amazing because it's it's doing so much stuff, right? Yeah, it's
5: yeah, it's um it's it's fun too because on a daily basis we're switching between writing the code for just a, an editor, you know, like a high class editing experience, and then we're switching to bundling, and then we're switching to writing an npm client. So there's just like so many things that have to go into it um, that uh, I, I can't think of another project that would normally give you that sort of just broad exposure to stuff. Um, definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, we've learned a lot. We've learned a ton in the past year, especially the past four months since this thing's been online and we've been able to test out all the the new iterations on making it faster and more reliable, whatever have you
4: let's talk about that editor i i'd like to talk about it but i i think we should see it too i think that there's probably some people out there maybe watching that haven't actually seen it Mm -hmm. yeah for sure And Um, you could talk about your favorite features
5: here i'll uh let's see if i can switch my video to doing some screen share magic here um
3: i think my first impression the the first time i looked at stack blitz and i saw it and i started clicking around and actually tried doing something with it was like, clearly this was a labor of love for somebody because it's just little details. Like you can slap it together and be like, okay, it works good enough. But when you go the extra mile to really make it smooth and nice and clean, like like somebody cares about this little program, you know?
5: <laughs> it is it is awesome to hear you say that because boy, we, it, it took a lot of time to get a lot of the, the details right on the, on the UI, UX and the tech. Um, so yeah, seriously. <laughs> Do awesome. you guys
3: ever have like three AM arguments like it's fine, it's fine, just like no, it's not fine. It needs to be better. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> that's that's how you know that the that's the one thing we've learned, I think, working on this is that creating something that's um, a really good experience end to end is is the result of a lot of a lot of discussion. A lot of really it requires blunt requires a lot of perspective yeah. from just so many angles. And, and it requires working with someone who is willing to check their ego at the table. And this, this is one of the few people on the planet I've with that, that can, you know, because most people when you talk with them uh, about, you know, they, you just, by working on something you, you get tied up in it. Your identity gets tied up in it and um, yeah, I mean it's, uh, I, I can't imagine having built this with anyone else I know. You know like, <laughs> I can I imagine you're that.
3: arguing with Albert, and Albert's taking this very seriously. And then you put on the squirrel head, and it's
5: just. <laughs> <laughs> it, it <nailed> personality <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh But uh, yeah, i, well, I I'll be happy to show the thing off. Let me, OK, let's see. Uh, all right, I'm going to switch over to my screen. Let's see, is this, you guys see my browser here? Yes. yes. All right, yep. so um, because the Google Hangouts is uh, it's sucking up like 90% of my CPU. I'm going I'm just on the our base TypeScript starter project, which is a little less intensive. Um, I'll, I'll flip over to an Angular one real quick after this. But um, so yeah, so this is this is StackBlitz. Uh, I have you know multiple files here over on the left. I, again, I can do that like Command P. I can just start typing and hit Enter. Boom. Go back. Uh, and so this is. I'll show off the the. Uh, two technology upgrades we made with Turbo and uh, actually we haven't even talked about the other one called Hyperboot. Um, long story short, it's a, some huge upgrades to our bundler and dev server that we're running in browser here. Um, so the, the core experience is that when you install a package, we want that code to be like the, the package installed to be immediately available inside of your running live you know, preview application over on the right here. right? So uh, let's go ahead and just install like moment JS, which is uh, a pretty decently sized library. Hit enter, boom, moment right there. That installed moment, and it's now available over here. And I'll go ahead and prove that. And I'll uh, like this, and I think it's like. Oh, actually, I need to import moment first. Import moment from moment. And then Street I do backticks. Backticks? I think I have backticks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Um, moment and then da, 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 dot from now. And so you can see that just like that, that package is available there, right? Um, so, and then what's also cool is like if I delete this, it's super smart and says, "Hey, wait a second, you don't have that, right?" So if you like copy and paste code into this. It'll automatically prompt you for packages that are missing that your code's importing, and just one click, boom, it's available. Well, how to okay. do that?
2: How to do that? Did you like parse your file to see, like, what imports you have, or
5: yeah, this is this is part of Hyperboot. So uh, it it essentially traces everything that your application requires, and uh, and if it if it cannot find a way to resolve something. We keep track of that and then we prompt you. So, what's super cool, right, is I can, why don't we, why don't we do this with a couple of packages? So, I'll import like jQuery, let's import like Bootstrap.
0: You know, um, I don't know, give me another package. How about Lodash?
5: Or Lodash. Right. So, let's go ahead and uh,
0: get those guys installed. And I hope this is sinking in for everybody watching because this is like <laughs> insane, right? jQuery is not
5: defined.
2: <laughs>
0: kind of uh, that's uh, Yeah,
5: because Bootstrap needs it as a global, I think. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so this it, it, everything is installed. You can see it's actually executing the Bootstrap code because we're saying just import Bootstrap, um, which requires jQuery to be a global dependency. So you know what? If I say um, import uh, uh, jQuery... Actually, I, I, I'm not... We'll do another demo, but, um, but anyway, so I go ahead and refresh the preview here. We're back to back to normal, and I can go ahead and just wipe out all these dependencies we installed. Um, so pretty cool. Uh, so
2: yeah, this is just and that's HyperBoot that's doing that parsing and, and showing you the dependencies, and that's an open source project you guys did.
5: Yeah, so it's uh, uh we haven't open sourced yet. Uh, we have a the, the the big problem that we have is that there's an incredible amount of API churn on a lot of this stuff because it, we're just two guys, and one of our friends also helps us. Um, but you know, as pretty much a two man team, you know, covering a dependency man, you know, like an actual package manager, a bundling system, an IDE. There's uh we're constant and, and on top of that, making it all work in a browser fast. Uh, a lot of the APIs haven't been. Fully, you know, hammered out, standardized. We have a lot of refactoring, a lot of iterations to do, but we're planning on getting like all this core tech open sourced, ideally in uh, Q1 of 2018. Um, and I think we're going to be start open sourcing some of this stuff at least uh, even sooner than that. I think. Um, but yeah, you well, said there
1: all there were two that you created. Um, it was like Hyperboot and one other thing.
5: Yep. Uh, yeah, Turbo, which is the NPM the client. So what you're seeing here is, so I'll go ahead and delete Moment again, right? And now um, as I type in uh, Moment, when I hit Enter, it, what's going to happen is you'll see this blue bar come across that says Installing Dependencies. When that uh, finishes, that's when Hyperboot kicks in to rebundle your application. So you can think about like uh, when you install a package locally, it's usually NPM goes like, you know, installing a package, and then it finishes. And then you have to be like, okay, cool. Now I have to like run Webpack, and then Webpack's like, uh, you know, compiling, and then, and then finally, like it's like okay, this thing's available on port forty-two hundred, whatever. And then you go to it, and then and then it's like, uh, like actually loading the stuff in the browser, and then it's done, right? So with this, again, like you know, if I hit enter over here, install happens, reload like that. So that's that, that you you can kind of separate the 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 concerns here with this. That blue bar here is the turbo, and then that refresh over here was hyper
0: Okay, let's pause for a second here because this is so badass, right? Um, we're we're not talking about just this new type of editor here for us to share code and quickly prototype and work on code right in the browser, kind of like these other things, right? I mean, we're we are very close here to full blown editor IDE experience within the browser as as your working application that you do day to day, right? I mean, I, I feel like once we get that GitHub integration with our own repos and the code coming from there. Like, we can live on Chromebooks and, and iPads and, and do our development, right? Using no doubt editor. Oh, no, yeah, no doubt. Um,
5: I, uh, you know, on Wednesday at Angular's meetup, we actually had this just potato of a Chromebook to demo on. You know, like, we intentionally brought a potato Chromebook. And when I say potato, I mean, this thing was, like, the cheapest of the cheap and the slowest of the slow. The thing, the total amount was, like, $165 for this thing. And that included shipping. Okay. So like this is this is the sort of stuff they're selling into K12 into hordes and in the masses, right? Um, so super slow. And you know, we pulled up uh, stacklets on it, right? And you with Chrome OS, you couldn't even fathom of doing development before, even on the higher end ones, because there's no command line, there's no file system, there's none of the stuff that you would need. Uh, and we were you pulled it up and uh, installed uh, moment there did the same exact demo and it was, uh, you know, faster than your local dev environment on like a MacBook would have been, right? So it's definitely, uh, you know, with a couple of more features in this, uh, we think that it could be, you know, the the most ideal place to be writing front end software for sure.
0: And look, we're we're not talking just about the excitement of us as devs and people that were, we're in this industry and always living in here, right? I mean, but you mentioned it right there with the K twelve and and uh, we're talking about anybody at at any level being able to access and write code and work on this stuff and, and accessibility to getting into this career and and experiencing this stuff for for a low budget because we're you know this sort of thing is provided, right? I mean, the 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 impact that this could have for that is is pretty amazing. Um, I mean, I'm sure you. To probably thought about that but it, i mean you know this is something pretty big
5: yeah and that, that was one of the things that we mentioned too on wednesday was um you know we again you know we, he and uh, albert and i have we grew up you know writing software specifically web software and uh you know we you know we, we couldn't afford to have uh blazing high-end machines so uh, it was really important for us that you know, we want to make sure that the schools that are adopting Chromebooks, because they're cheap, they're affordable, which is usually the, the key thing in, in education is is price point. We want to make sure that we created something that was blazing fast so that we could get modern web development into the hands of of kids, of children. Because that's where you start, you know, that's that's the best time to to start learning about this stuff. Um and, and usually that's when you're the most intrinsically motivated to start learning about this stuff, you know.
1: So I'm wondering and I don't know I think you brushed on it a little bit but what is this built with like what's what are all the codes
5: for? <laughs> um, honestly most of it is custom it's just vanilla vanilla JavaScript um, and the the name of the game is pulling the relevant pieces out from the various projects that are out there. Uh, for, so, for example, like VS Code, you know, the core editor engine, we're using Monaco. Uh, but the the problem with VS Code is that, yeah, it's an electron app. It's written mostly in TypeScript, JavaScript, whatever. Uh, but it, it relies on access to a local machine, like heavily. Like, for example, the, the syntax highlighting. The rich syntax highlighting is run through TextMate Grammars, which requires a C library to be present, to be able to run a C library. Can't do that in a browser, and uh, so we had to roll our own uh, uh, system for you know, doing all the the syntax highlighting. Um,
1: you, like in vanilla you, JavaScript, all of it.
5: Yeah, yeah. They, this is <laughs> you know we're, we're able again we're able to like you know see how folks are doing it and and other kind things.
3: Gods, <laughs> I know, right? We're I'm sitting
5: you know, there like, oh yeah, we just no, wrote that, you know. No, no, we're we're just suckers for a challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's it a, a year ago, I I I wouldn't have been able to do half the, I wouldn't have known how to do half this stuff. We just banged our head against the wall for I mean, the first six months were just brutal because that it was you know when when you're kind of going up against the question of like, is this possible? It's uh you're looking into the void. Um, but once once we're able to at least get it online, um that was nice, uh, and you know, then then the question was, can we make this thing five times faster, which is also a bit of a void. Um, but you know, like it's, uh, yeah, if you put your mind to something, you know, it's it's more about just sheer force of will. I feel like then.
1: And so you said it was really hard the first six months. How long would you say the project as a whole took? Uh,
5: we we started about a year ago, and I mean. Boy, right, especially at the tail end, we were working some tough hours. I mean, I, I remember for about a month, I was working sixteen hours a day on this thing. Oh it was gosh. it was brutal, brutal. Like, yeah, it was it was tough. It was in some tough times, but uh, but yeah, it's but it was cool though, you know. So it was, it was, Eric, was the,
3: what was the moment when everything like was worth it? Has there been a moment yet? Did you get to like go to your families and be like, do you know how
5: cool we are?
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, tell we, them. Give us their numbers. We'll let them know
5: yeah I think um what would you say I feel like there's I can think of a couple of things but I'm curious what but De- definitely say.
4: launching it and getting just validation after like six months of
0: we're not crazy in
5: we're not out of our minds um, yeah no that that was definitely I definitely agree on that I think the yeah. other one too was um uh, having having like the angular team want to use this for powering all of the live examples um yeah that's yeah that that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to to have you know the world's largest web software company using your web software and you know on a, on a part of what they're doing. when you, you started
1: know. building it, did you know they'd want to or no we hope they
5: would you know? like, <laughs> we, hope, we hope someone would want to use this thing, <laughs> you know but yeah i mean it, it was i mean it was it, what was crazy was like the the day we launched uh Rob from the angular team um messaged me on Twitter. He's like, "Can I get your email?" And I was like, "I mean, sure." You know. And so he sent me an email immediately after, and um, he was like, "Can you can you chat on Google Hangouts in like an hour?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Like, you know, what's going on? So um, we ended up talking with them, and they were stoked about it. They loved it. Um, and uh, and so then you know, we kept talking with them, and um, and eventually they they decide to, to switch over, uh, especially because we've been adding a lot of really cool stuff for Angular. Um, and actually, you know, instead of uh, instead of just talking about it, I'll switch back to my demo here.
2: You should show them the mm-hmm. Angular site how you can just launch an example
5: straight from it. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure if they've rolled it out on the live one yet. Have they?
2: Uh, go to Material.
5: Yeah, Material oh. will do it. So, actually, uh, real quick, I'll so uh, Material. Yep, uh, Angular.io and. Uh, did you guys end up dropping the SAS thing out of it by uh, by chance?
2: I didn't, not
5: yet. Okay, so this is a little, little slower because it's actually doing a compilation of SAS. So here's like an input field. Actually, I like the button ones more. Where's the buttons? I like those buttons. Uh, so example. So yeah, this is pretty, right? Um, so let's go ahead and open this up in StackBlitz. That's cool. And so what you're seeing here is that this is installing the dependencies required on-demand and doing all the compilation. Um, again, it's a little it's a little slower just because we're doing some, uh, like this SAS file here is actually getting compiled, so we have to kick up the SAS compiler, which takes a little bit, but um, boots up and you can see these directly on StackBlitz. Um, and let's see, actually, since we do have SAS, uh, I think, I can't remember, I, you can do custom styling, is actually pretty cool.
1: Oh um, my gosh. That's yeah, so
5: actually, I'll pull up, because I know I have an Angular Material project to that. So this is running a little older version. i got to bump the, the dependencies on this guy. but uh, So this thing's going to boot up and I'll go in here. Wait for this thing to boot. Come on. Oh, and you know, this is taking long because it's actually so you'll see that it's importing directly from Angular Material Theming, which is a SAS file. And um, and then we're actually setting the SAS variables and then calling the uh, the, the function for actually theming it. So if I go ahead and change it, so this is like blue is our primary right now. Let's say I want to change it to like green. I just type green and it should update, boom. So now it's green. Um, so again, this is like, it is changing the SAS theme like on demand with hot reloading. This
1: is huge. I mean like for learning, this is huge. To go from like an example that you're just looking at a static example in a doc to be able to like play with the code like in an environment this is oh, amazing
5: yeah what's cool right is you can just hit export and this will download and you can use it on your local machine right wow, um, I love it. so it's it's you know it's you can play around in here hit export this thing will work just great locally mm-hmm. um, but yeah because of hyperboot and uh, turbo uh, it, which essentially allows us to do basically on-demand package installations and rebundling super fast we were actually able to roll out a really cool feature um, so this is our uh, Thinkers Real World project, which is essentially like it's the mother of all demo apps. It's basically like two to MVC but full stack, so you can mix and match any front end and back end, and it'll create a real world application um, called Conduit, which is essentially like it's Medium.com, um, and so you can see people are like hitting our API, which is open for everyone to use. But um, so yeah, any front end, any back end, and we have this Angular version of it. And uh, if I want to run this on StackBlitz, any Angular CLI project on GitHub, all you have to do is just change out the URL there to stackblitz.com slash GitHub, and then the uh, username and repo name, and then just hit enter. And you'll see now this immediately imported that GitHub project. It's doing the input.
0: Oh, that's cool. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That's a thing. That's a thing. So, yeah. This is he the thing. He just
3: says it like it's not a big Like, oh yeah, yeah right. Like, oh I yeah. Did by the way, know that in
5: mind, you know this is this is a big project, right? So we we're talking. You know, real world is the mother of all demo apps. It's meant to be, you know, a fully fleshed application. This has like authentication. This has multiple routes. It's got a lot of stuff going on in it, right? And so now it's like immediately available and open over here. Um, I can go ahead. We can, uh, let's see. I've kind of forgot where that actually is, but let's go. I think it's in shared. If we want to change the name that's showing up there, we go into like layout and then go into the header. And uh, yeah, so it says conduit and we'll say angular uh, air. And we'll I feel like you're
3: like, so nonchalant about this, Eric. Like, I don't know if you air. know how cool this is. <laughs> the rest of us know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you guys got a mic over there because you might as well just drop it right now. <laughs> Here, sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but uh, yeah,
5: so you know, it's it's pretty neat, right? Like it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so you know, I hot reload this thing live. Um, and one thing that's pretty cool is you can actually open this in a new window. Like this URL, I can open up. Um, actually, let me let me go ahead and I'll just uh, cast my entire screen instead of uh, instead of just this. Let me let me pop back over here. And yeah, let's do the entire screen. So we'll go share. And all right, so you'll see over here, this is our our Hangout on Air. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take this URL. I'm just going to go ahead and paste it over here. And this is actually loading directly from this editor tab over here, right? We have a real dev server running in browser using progressive web app API, specifically Service Worker. And so whenever I do any hot reloading, so again, watch this header title thing over here. Um, If I change this to uh, like Brad Green, this is his own personal blog now. um, You'll see a hot reload all over here as well, right? So that's um, using
2: tab-to-tab communication, it's not like a websocket.
5: No, this is this is using tab-to-tab communications and if I go offline this will still work, right? Like this is this is all working directly within your browser. Um, so friend this also is awesome for debugging because so for example, let's go ahead and just like do a console.log of hello something that that we do all the time, right? Like using console.log. And uh, so you'll see hello pops up in here, right? Um, I think right now I've got, uh, normally it actually clears out your console.log, but um, so I'll do that again. You'll see. So my hot reload says hello. So the same exact debugging experience locally. You know, If I want to see, okay, well, you know, what's this variable up here, right? Let me grab that guy. And then I'll do, uh, let's swap that out and uh, do that. You can see it loads right there, right? Just Just like your local environment. So that
1: reminded me. I wanted to ask earlier: How does the autocomplete work that you have going on
5: for IntelliSense? Yeah. Um, well, we're using uh, Microsoft's, uh, you know, the same one from VS Code, the same core editing engine. Okay. Uh, we, you know, I would love to take credit for all the really hard work they did, but uh, <laughs> that just, that seems uh, that seems like a, a poor thing to do. Uh, what we really did is uh, we automatically pull from your dependencies. All the type definitions, we search through them, and then we add it. Uh, we we you know pull it into their core editing engine, um, which automatically takes care of the uh, the various automatically um, kind of things. So like you know, to to demo that real quick, if I want to say like platform browser dynamic, and then it gives me the other methods available methods available there, so I can do all this stuff right. Um, so it's really cool because uh, yeah, I mean the same exact tooling that you use locally, you can use on stacklets, right. Um, so I'm going to switch back to the single screen because I'll show you uh, one of the, the cool things that we have for like Angular specifically, um, which is what I originally wanted to show y'all. Um, so let me go back to the homepage. I'll create a new
4: project. Speaking of uh, the Angular specific pieces, um, the routes in there—if you define routes like that—is that actually resolving lazy routes as well? It's, this resolves lazy routes as well. Like this is this is the real deal. Does does everything. Nice. Um, yeah. So.
5: Um, Uh, And it also does like dynamic imports if if folks use that sort of stuff too. Um, Yeah, one of the cool things and one of the most commonly used features of Angular or uh, of the Angular CLI, um, which uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, folks who work in the CLI in here, um, is the generators. And this is one of the the top requests we got after we launched. And uh, normally you have to go into the right folder and type ng generate component um, and then the name of it or something like that. Uh, with StackPoints, it's actually really simple. You just right-click on any folder, and you see here we get a list of all the things that we can generate, right? And just one click, if I want a new component here, I can type, like, home component, enter, boom. That just generated a folder with the, our component, the HTML file, and the CSS file associated with it, and it also added it into our, uh, our app module, so it's immediately available. So if I go ahead and go over into this app component here, and I type in, Uh, I believe the selector should be like app home or something like that. Uh, You'll see that home works shows up down here, which is the template of that component, right? So being able to just scaffold, if I want to create, let's say uh, I want to create a shared module, something that's part of most applications, You know, I want to scaffold out, uh, I'm going to need a user service, I'm gonna need an API service. You, know, you all guys the-
1: need a support link. Like, get <laughs> on that.
5: <Right? laughs> this is know, amazing. Like, you know, uh, you know, show for auth. You know, for all the show for auth users or something like that. Right? Scaffold all the stuff out. All of that has already been added into the uh, shared module. Again, just like it works locally. Um, so, just blazing fast now to scaffold applications because you can just whatever you want, you know, whatever folder you want something in, you just right click and boom you can uh, you know, just scaffold it right there.
0: Super, hey, super We're going cool. to need to chat after the show so we can figure out how to get multiple app support in there. Because uh, like <laughs> like, that's what we do with NX, and we have NX, and it's supposed oh, an yeah? uh, Angular CLI project, but with multiple apps.
5: So, yeah, um, like in the CLI JSON you're talking?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, how could you set it up so that StackBlitz will support, you know, telling which app to run, right, and then also which app to target with the generator and stuff.
5: Yeah, you know, that's uh, you know, you're the first person I ran into that said they do multiple apps for because this is something that Albert and I were talking about. And we're like, well, we haven't really seen anyone that's used the multiple app config in there. So, yeah, I'd love to shout with you about how you're doing that because we actually already support um, a lot of the stuff in the Angular CLI JSON. So this is right now specifying a style sheet that we should be using, right? Um, and uh, that's, that's what you would be putting in here. So if I say, like, body and make the background of it red... Um, that should hot reload, right? If I get rid of that in the CLI JSON, just make this an empty array, that should go away now. Um, so we support all that stuff with hot reloading, which is pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'd love to chat about doing multiple app support as well.
0: Yeah, so definitely, because I just I just took that feature that you said to point it at a GitHub repo that we already have, pulled this thing in, and, it, I mean, I, I'm, like, blown away by that. That's that, <laughs> that so awesome that I can take my same repo and get that into stack blitz in an in well you know pretty quickly right yeah. Uh, but yeah so then once i brought that in and it has the multiple apps it's like okay we got to get that figured out but that's <laughs> sick it's so awesome so what's, the, uh, what's
2: the front end actually written in
5: we actually use a, a handful of things um you know i got again most of the stuff is vanilla because the the problem and I'll, i'm gonna go ahead and switch back to our video here um let's see all right. Um, yeah. So we uh, most of the stuff is vanilla, and the large reason is that you know we're creating a tool, like we're creating a web app that lets you create web apps, and and it has to. And, and again, the goal was not just to like allow you to do that, not to just allow you to create a web app, but it had to be like faster than your local environment. So we we have to pretty much know where every millisecond of performance goes. Um, so a lot of the stuff is actually just done with vanilla. Um, we use uh, uh, like PreAct in a couple of places, um, but yeah, like most again, most of the stuff we're we're actually doing by hand because like the UI is actually not the hard part of this at all. It's really it's everything else that that's getting glued in together here.
2: So what's uh, you talked about some roadmap items? What's what else is on the roadmap?
5: Well, can 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 y'all keep a secret? <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah.
4: We won't tell anyone. We
3: won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, sure.
4: Don't go looking for this on YouTube. <laughs> All right. We, we trust okay, everyone Hold watching. on. Hold on. <laughs> let's,
0: let's make sure nobody's watching. Okay, stop watching. Everybody okay, go ahead. cover your
4: ears. Okay, are you ready? Okay, here. We're going
5: to tell you exactly what we're doing in three, two, one. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I think uh, in, in 2018, I think uh, we're going to be able to like a lot of the stuff we've been talking about. We, we've already mentioned most of it, actually, uh, which is you know bringing a lot of the stuff that that's missing in StackBits right now that your local dev environment has access to GitHub. Um, I guess real-time editing is something that's that's kind of new coming to VS Code and Adam, but then, you know we want to do that as well. Uh, with, we, you know, we think that's actually probably better suited for something like Stackless because it's kind of this sort of Google Docs style where you can just send someone a URL and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, there's a couple other cool things too. Actually, we are going to roll out um, OTA hot reloading really soon. So uh, basically, you can pull out your mobile phone, go to the URL. Um, and normally, you can do that. You can just go there and you can view your application. But if you make changes on your computer, it doesn't get synced in real time right now. So we're gonna actually allow you to hot reload your code across all devices connected to that URL. So if you have like a client on the other side of the world and they want to you know choose this material button versus this one, uh, you can just make those changes and it'll automatically be synced to them in real time. Just get, shoot them a URL, right? Um, so super, super nice for teams of folks that need to you know show changes in real time to each other. Um, I don't know, what else are we working on? Uh, Firebase. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was, that was just cool. Um, yeah, we're, uh, so we're talking with the folks on the Firebase and Google Cloud teams, and uh, you're going to be able to deploy your applications in one click to, to Firebase and Google Cloud next year, which will be pretty That's cool. be my
4: next question. If you're looking to go full-blown IDE, full-blown development, that you don't want to run live servers uh, or live applications that way yeah. to get to a deployment stage. Yeah, awesome. totally. Yeah, we we want to you know the, the our goal by the end of twenty eighteen
5: is we want you to be able to come to Stack Blitz and go from uh, I would say get a net but like it, go from <laughs> click <laughs> for a new project to uh, to deploy to production right and everything in between um, and it's, you know all the all the really hard technical problems uh, at this point have been solved uh, specifically around M- like the access to NPM, the the bundling speeds. Um, You know, you can throw gigantic applications at this thing, as you saw with real world, right? Like that's a very, very large application. You can throw real world applications at stacklets, and it'll you know edits them smooth as butter. Um, So yeah, so it's now it's just a matter of connecting up the pipes into all the other outlets out there with Firebase, Google, and GitHub, and whatever have you. So.
0: I, I feel kind of bad because I'm fitting to break up with WebStorm and VS Code in 2018, so uh, you know, this is going to be my new editor here. Coming All this stuff lights up. This is awesome. Yeah. I've
5: built,
2: I've built a whole component for Material inside
5: StackBlitz. Oh, no way. Yes. Can I, can I get a quote from you on that? Can I get a base like, <laughs> like on our homepage? It's like, I built you know, like, this component in Material. <laughs> Yeah, we'll yeah. give you
3: lots of quotes, Eric. I don't know if we'll <laughs> post them, but we've got
5: lots of quotes for you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're actually we're we're gonna be revamping our homepage with quotes. So I wasn't I'm not joking.
4: <laughs> nice. Tool, tools like this are exactly why uh, the CLI is moving from extracting a lot of the logic out of the CLI into the dev kit uh, to allow other clients to be able to tap into the powers of what's in the CLI already.
2: No, no. I feel like a lot of people like I don't know if Complain is the right word, but people are very vocal about the state of front-end development, like Webpack and all these tools and things like that. And this thing, like, really just, you don't even have to think about it. This is, I feel like, the next step. Things like this are the next step in that evolution to get rid of all those concerns.
5: Yeah, you know, we really appreciate hearing that because when we launched Turbo a couple days ago, uh, there's, there's a handful of people that were, I mean, we mostly overwhelmingly supportive, but you know, for the first time we, we kind of got the, the, the blunt end of, of the, the stick of innovation, which is people, uh, the, you know, people the naysayers and they're like, you know, can, can turbo, you know, is this replacing your NPM and yarn? I'm like, well, you know, not today, but like, it's an NPM client that's faster than these. And like, if it doesn't work locally, then it's not, it's not real. And you know, the key, the, the primary reason it doesn't work locally is because, uh, the FS logic that Unix and all these other things you know are are based on um, are archaic, and then it would be really tough to do lazy loading on local machines. And so, their perspective is: if you can't make it work on the archaic stuff, this isn't real. And our perspective is: you know, I think we should deprecate that archaic stuff <laughs> because this this is this is a much better experience. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I, we think so too. I mean, we think a lot of the like the the development experience is a lot better you know when you're not waiting on kind of this unnecessary time for installing or bundling or whatever have you or setting setting that stuff up in the first place um so yeah, you know we hope that the stuff that we're going to be open sourcing helps alleviate that problem not just you know in StackBlitz, but also like across the board um and again the npm folks apparently are uh, uh working on something similar to this and they're looking at turbo and trying to figure out how they can take some of the stuff that we've proven out with that and apply it to a local solution. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we, we couldn't agree more.
0: Very awesome. Well, we're getting to the top of the hour, so we better wrap it up, call it a show. Uh, it's been pretty killer to hear about all this stuff and check it out. Um, couple, a really quick question. Uh, got any stickers in the pipeline? Are, are those ready to go? Are you doing <laughs> yet or what? What's going on with the sticker game? Yeah, you know, Maybe um soon. we're bootstrapped.
5: We're, yeah, we're bootstraps. So you know what? I think we might start taking donations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the
5: all the all the money y'all send to us, we'll we'll put that right back into stickers for all of y'all.
0: <laughs> Perfect, it, yep, totally. All right. Uh well let's get to our picks and then uh, call it a, a day. Um, all right, Alyssa, you got any picks?
1: Yes, I do. I have one. Um from a friend who actually told me about uh, this article in I think it's time called The Silence Breakers and it's uh, it was a really touching article about um, men and women speaking out about like sexual harassment and I think it was, I don't know, it's really good stuff so check it out if you have not heard of it and the link is in the show notes but yeah it's called Silence Breakers. Cool. And that's all hey. I got. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Austin?
2: Yeah, I'm going to give a shout-out to Todd Motto. He released uh, NGRX, like a seven-hour training on NGRX and NGRX effects for free. Really good material. I suggest everyone take a look at it.
3: Yeah, I started on that this week, and it was pretty amazing, and I can't believe he released it for free. Cool. Oh, Bonnie? Yeah, so I'm going to, and every once in a while, I have a person as a pick, which I wasn't sure if I was allowed to do, but I was, so I am. So uh, I met this really cool person named uh, James Henry in London, and I had never heard of him before, but he was amazing, and he was really a delightful uh, person, and Narwhal just hired him, and it's this uncanny thing, right? So uh, I I think it's it's really cool. You guys should check out James Henry and and see who he is, because he's an amazing person. Um, And I like him a lot, so James Henry is my pick. And James Henry, if you see this, don't let it go to your head.
0: (laughs) You can always pick whatever you want to pick, people, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike, what do you got?
4: It's release week. Um, So I have have three picks uh, that are all releases. So Angular 5.1, Angular Material is now stable, and the Angular CLI version 1.6 have all been released this week. So make sure you update your app. Okay, anyway, so say that and again, I,
0: material, I, material stable.
4: The Visual Release of Angular material is out now? Yep, I believe it's 5.0.0 for consistency with the version numbers.
2: Yeah, so it'll no be longer synchronized. No longer RC. Yeah, and it'll be synchronized with Angular releases as well. So when you see Angular 6.0, material will be right there.
4: And then I, I have a question, and this is uh, going back to stack codes. So the idea of stickers uh, always makes me think of conferences. Are there any conferences coming up that you may be attending or what have you where people can come and chat with you and hand um, you donations?
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we're, we we want to go to Ngconf. Um I want to see if, yeah, uh, I, yeah I think the, I, I, the application for speaking or whatever is still open, right? I think, December 10th,
1: two days. Oh,
5: shoot, all right, well. <laughs> I, I'm glad i asked this um okay yeah we we'd ideally would like to be able to, to go and show this the because ideally a lot of the stuff we talked we talked about today should be available by then so we'd love to like go and show that off for the first time at ngconf
1: you know i know for a fact um that was actually the friend that gave me the pick um that one of the uh like creators is watching this show so just oh really? you know. oh yeah
5: all right, all right. so uh yeah. so yeah we, we'd, we'd yeah. love to we'd love to be able to show this stuff off all the cool stuff we have like we have some cool aces up our sleeve, so, um, so yeah, yeah, we'd love to do that. Uh, I mean, we're always uh, we're based in SF, uh, so the Bay Area. So anyone who you're more than welcome to come by our office. Um, love to have you. We'll try and get some stickers. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think next year we'll, we'll probably start going to a, a good number more conferences. Um, yeah, you know, we. We uh we spent too much time in this office coding, so we ought <laughs> to we gotta go
0: out and, and
5: breathe the fresh air yeah. of an auditorium. Yeah, so, in session.
0: <laughs> so so frosty just shouted out on the uh, uh, the YouTube chat that you need to submit now with a bunch of um, hands. So they want okay. you to submit. Yes. You need to right, 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 when <laughs> right. We get off the call. Right, we get off the call. Right. Yeah.
5: Right. Right. <laughs> when we get off the call. That's I uh, no joke. That's the first thing I'll do. Oh my
1: gosh! You know what you should that's do? Good. You should like link in this episode as your resource, like one of your <laughs> right? Yeah. That's.
5: Exactly. That's savage. That's savage. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. That's that's awesome.
3: Yeah, you guys have to go to NGConf. You'll love it. It's and bring your uh, squirrel outfit.
5: <laughs> I, I feel
3: it. bad because I keep saying that. And and uh, uh, Eric, I don't know if you. Uh, I I feel like you have a really good sense of humor. But I really want you to like do right. that, picture of that because uh, they don't know what I'm talking about.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I'll show it. I'll show it on air. Um, oh, there you go. I have no shame. I have no I shame. I love it. I lost hey, that yeah, I wore my panda ago.
2: hat at NGConf last year, you can wear the squirrel hat.
5: I don't yes, know. This is, yeah, this this is, is kind of a different game. class and weird, you know what I mean?
3: Like, <laughs> no, we embrace that. Just All felt Frosty right, we, we said it was okay. Here we go. All right. <laughs> He'll love it.
5: This is the squirrel hat that Albert got oh, me
1: oh, no, for, for my you. birthday. <laughs> Albert yeah. you're so thoughtful.
5: <laughs> you love squirrels when I had to. That's <laughs> true. I love squirrels. It's not human size ones. You know. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thanks you all you all too. This has been this has been fun chatting with y'all. I'm glad
0: I'm glad y'all like stack Um we love it. warming our hearts. All right. All right. Let me get my pick and then I have got to give you two to get your pick and then we'll wrap <laughs> it up cuz <'cause> Mike <laughs> derailed us. Thanks Mike. But <laughs> good stuff good stuff, right? All right, so my pick, uh, I picked Coco, the Coco movie. I freaking love that movie. I thought it was amazing. Uh, So check that out. Uh, I also want to pick uh, Brad Frost's front end guideline questionnaire. Uh, He's got it up on slash Brad Frost. And it's like front end guidelines questionnaire, kind of goes through um, helping you plan out what you want to do for your teams and stuff, questions you want to ask to answer uh, to get a plan for how you're going to tackle doing front end development with your teams. I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, I'm going to throw Frosty's pick, Aaron Frost's pick uh, for Avengers Affinity Wars trailer that's out there now. So that was his pick. And I think he also wants to pick the new Jurassic Park trailer. He didn't say anything about that, but I'm going to throw that in there for that, too. So those are my picks uh, and Frosty's picks. So um, Eric Nalbert, what do you got?
5: Um, okay, well, I, I, I've got one that I think we can both agree on. This yeah. is going to be a, a little bit of a shameless plug. It's an open source project we're working on, and here I'm gonna i gonna switch over. I'm gonna show you why why we need everyone's help. Okay, and so we uh, we really would love to see this number over here hit ten thousand by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a cool project. Uh, it's called Real World. It's the thing we were talking about earlier. It's super close um, to, to passing the ten thousand mark, which would be super awesome. Um, Uh, It's also, uh, uh, jokes aside, it's actually uh, really useful if you're trying to pick up a new front end or a back end. Um, And we're also adding like mobile and full stack and we're going to be doing deployment for it as well. So if you're trying to find like a really good frame of reference uh, for how a fully fledged application works and want to like copy and paste little bits out of it, this thing is like totally perfect for that. Um, I'm going to switch back to our video.
1: You should refresh. You just got a couple of stars, man. <laughs>
5: yeah, I just did it. <laughs> Yay! We got three one
3: stars. for each panelist.
5: <laughs> cool. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you know, I, again, I, we'd love to see folks um, come over to to and we're revamping our content ca- catalog there. Um, uh, and, you know, taking a pro subscription, we have a lot of stuff that's free. But for folks that that want to support us um, and or get some awesome content. Uh, that, that is totally an option. Do um, you have anything? I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I covered it for, for a <laughs> of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have, our, our, our priorities are aligned. Like we're, we're both in the same basket here for, for uh, what we work on.
0: <laughs> Very, cool. Very cool. We really appreciate you coming up. Well, first of all, we really appreciate... Uh, all this stuff that you made with Stack Blitz and the time that you put into it and the fact that you're sharing with the community and, and it's super killer. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for taking the time to come on our show and share the content. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks
5: for having us. This, this is a blast.
0: Yeah, thank you. Awesome. All right. That's a wrap. We'll be back on Tuesday. So just around the corner, uh, we're gonna be talking NX with Victor Savkin. So join us and take care and peace. Later.